Thank you for listening to this message from the First United Methodist Church of Lyons in Lyons, Georgia. We hope you find it inspirational and meaningful. We invite you to join us in worship Sundays at 11 a.m. or 5 p.m. We are located at 126 East Wesley Avenue in Lyons, Georgia. You can learn more about the Lyons First United Methodist Church at www.lyonsfumc.org. That's L-Y-O-N-S-F-U-M-C dot O-R-G. And now, may you be blessed as you listen to today's message. Help me to have a strong start. Well, another way that we might be able to do that is to say, I'm going to set out these, these big goals. Have you ever heard of a hairy, audacious goal? That's, one of, that's a, a phrase in a business book I read. They want you to set hairy, audacious goals. Big ones, wild ones. Maybe if we set big enough goals... We can start strong as we seek to achieve them. Or maybe, maybe we know that if we just amend our life in some way, just make a change, that we can start strong. And these are really kind of our our common and normal ways of, of going about making a new beginning and making it count. But the Gospel of Mark, even as it opens, tells us about a very different and unexpected way that we can start strong. So I invite you to take a look, turn with me in your Bibles to the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verses 1 through 8. I invite you to hear the word of the Lord. The beginning of the good news about Jesus the Messiah, the Son of God, as it is written by the prophet, I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight paths for him. And so, John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to see him. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. Now John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist. And he ate locusts and wild honey. It's not quite a vegan diet, but it's close enough. And this was his message. After me comes the one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. The Gospel of Mark opens really with an invitation to a strong new start right there in the very first sentence. Without much prologue, with no introduction, Mark says, this is the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. It's a new beginning right there from the very opening words of the Gospel. But the strong start that Jesus has, and the strong start that I believe Mark invites us to, starts in a very strange place. From that declaration, Mark takes us immediately to the desert. Immediately to the desert. Right off the bat, Mark begins to tell the story of John the Baptist, who we know is a cousin of Jesus, 
preparing the way for him. John the Baptist, that camel hair wearing, locust and honey eating, wild man, who, Brent, he probably had some good socks on too. They, they were probably uncomfortable, but he probably had them. John appears in the wilderness of Israel, in the desert of Israel. I don't know how many of you are familiar with the geography of Israel, but it starts out uh, lush and and green up in the north, and within an hour's drive or so, you come down and it turns into desert land. And southern Israel and Jerusalem and most of Judea is in the desert. And it's important to recognize that. In fact, listen to how one biblical scholar describes this wilderness. He says, Between the center of Judea and the Dead Sea, lies one of the most terrible deserts in the world. It's a limestone desert. It looks warped and twisted. It shimmers in the haze of the heat. The rock is hot and blistering. In the Old Testament, it is sometimes called Yeshimon, which means, for us in English, the devastation. How bad is this land if people look at it and say, that is the devastation? This is the place where the gospel opens, in the devastation. And John appears there. And in the midst of the devastation, he proclaims a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And this is the interesting part. People flock to him. From their comfortable countryside villas, from their their, uh, loft houses in Jerusalem. They go from their comfortable places where they know where the water is and they know how to be comfortable. And they flock to the devastation to meet with John. They flock to be baptized in the Jordan River for the forgiveness of their sins. It's interesting. What the scripture, I believe, kind of invites us to recognize by starting this way, is that a strong start for us even begins with a journey to the desert. A strong start for us begins with a journey for the desert, for repentance, in the same way that it starts in the gospel. Why the desert? Because the desert is a place where all of our crutches are stripped away and we can see ourselves as we truly are. There are no comforts in the devastation, nothing to cover up, nothing to distract. In a place like the desert, we see ourselves as we truly are. And the truth of the matter is, is that the devastation exists within each person's heart. Each one of us has desert places within us, wilderness places, unexplored places, places that are dry places that are warped and broken and empty. We all have within us places like that in our hearts and our souls. In fact, we've spent our whole life running from those places. We've spent our life running from the emptiness and the dryness and and the places where we say, I don't know that I have enough within me to make it through this. All of the comforts that we surround ourselves in in life, all of the prestige that we try to gather, other people liking me, other people liking me, and all of our, our posturing, even sometimes, if we're not careful, our religious activity, our attempts to flee from the reality that who we are might be sometimes empty and broken, and we may not like what we see. We really live lives that seek to to flee the desert inside. 
Much of modern life is designed, in fact, to avoid letting other people see this stuff. In fact, much of life is designed to distract ourselves from this stuff. If you don't believe me, just think about the ways in which we escape and the ways in which we put ourselves out there. You think about online uh, social media and the ways in which um, everybody can see how cute your kids are, what you ate for dinner, what your great trip looked like, but they're not seeing you cry, they're not seeing when you hurt, they're not seeing you when you roll out of bed and your hair's wild like mine was this morning, they're not seeing you when you're sick, they're not seeing you, you know, when, when you're a mess. You're putting out there what you want people to see because you don't want them to see what's really there. And the same thing happens to distract ourselves from it. How many times when you feel down and horrible and sad and you feel less than valuable, do you turn on the television for an hour or two? You escape with a game on your phone? You escape through drugs or alcohol or prescription medications? Ways that we escape this stuff. It's hard sometimes to sit with ourselves as we truly are. But a strong start invites us into these places. You can't escape this stuff. Have you ever heard the phrase, wherever you go, there you are? It's kind of glib, but it's true. You can't outrun your own stuff. The grass might be greener on the other side, but once you get there, there's a desert place there too because it was with you all along. We can't outrun this stuff. So the first step to a strong start happens when we answer God's call to stop running from the desert places. In fact, when we answer God's call to go there, to go and explore and open up those parts of our lives that are dry and empty. What might this look like? Well, first we recognize that the desert is in us. We stop trying to cover up where we're broken or empty or wild and untamed. We enter it. All the tough stuff in our lives, enter it so that you can really see what's there. What's really in your heart? Honestly. Without glitter and glitz, what's there? You can see your pain and our guilt and our emptiness. Y'all, that sounds pretty fun, right? Doesn't that sound great? Sign me up. Let's take like a a trip and we'll go to the buffet afterwards. Well, the good news about this invitation is that brokenness is not all we'll find when we answer God's call to enter into our desert places. Brokenness is not all you'll find there because you'll find a new beginning there too. Just look at the people of Jerusalem and Judea. When they entered the desert, they found more than just the devastation more than the heat and the limestone and the haze of the heat. They also found John. They also found the sweet, refreshing water of the Jordan River. Eventually, they'll find, even in the desert, Jesus himself. And they'll find a new start as they begin new lives with the baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Y'all, that's how God works. Right in the middle of the wilderness of our lives, right in the middle of our devastated places, right in the middle of all of that, God is there. 
God is there providing a new beginning. He offers a Jordan River. He offers repentance right there in our lives. When you're afraid to look and see what's going on really inside you, I invite you to have a little bit of courage because you're going to see it, but you're also going to see God's there. God is there saying, yes, I see every bit of this. I see it. And I'm here to offer you a new beginning. So the first step we take towards a strong start is to let God lead us into the desert. And the second step is to accept the invitation to repentance. Accept the invitation to repentance. Y'all familiar with the word repent? Repentance means more than just to say, I'm sorry. It's more than just, I'm sorry. Repentance is more than just looking around at our life and saying, yeah, some of this stuff is rough. Repentance is, is really a gift from God that allows us to actually turn away from the desert of our sin and turn towards God. That's what John is inviting people to do. That's what Jesus invites people to do. The moment that we turn away from life as we know it and turn towards God is a moment where we have a new beginning. You can't outrun your sin. You can't cover it up with nice things, but you can turn away from it and set your eyes on God. And we can really only be free from what we find in the wilderness places of our lives when we seek God in repentance. Now, let me give you an illustration. So, uh, it's been many years ago now, I was finishing my final year of seminary. That's the master's degree that's required to have your uh, elder's orders as a pastor. I was finishing my master's of divinity. I was living in Savannah for the last year of that journey, okay? But my seminary was in Orlando, Florida. And so what I would do, and so I may have told you some of this before, so what I would have to do is I had class once a week from 9 in the morning to 9 at night. I had to be in Orlando every Thursday. So I'd leave town from Savannah at about 3, uh, sometimes a little earlier, depending on if the Daytona uh, bike week was happening. <laughs> We'd leave about 2.30, 3 o'clock Thursday morning. Most of the time at this time I was by myself. Drive all the way five hours down to Orlando. Take classes from 9 to 9. And then get in a car and take the five-hour trek back to Savannah, getting home about two or three in the morning because I had to work the next day. That's what happens when you're an associate pastor in a large church is you get to work Fridays. And so my day off was spent on the road and in seminary. Now, one day, I mean, this, this routine is just, it was kind of mind-numbing. And I got done with a long day of classes. I mean, I think I was probably even taking Hebrew at this time. You can imagine how mind-numbing learning Hebrew is. And so I get out of class at nine o'clock. I get on the road. I go out I-4 East. Has anybody ever been through Orlando? You go through I-4 East and and you have to pay all the tolls, right? All the tolls. And I go down to Interstate 95 and I'm driving for about two hours. At this point, years in, it's like autopilot. I'm driving for two hours, which means that any minute now I should see the sign for my favorite McDonald's in St. Augustine. Except, and Brad, you'll appreciate this because I think you've probably driven this road. I saw the sign for Cocoa Beach. Does anybody know what that means? <laughs> that means that I drove two hours in the wrong direction. It was about 11.30 at night. I hadn't had my double quarter pounder, and I was still five, six hours from home. Now, there is no way that I could have driven faster or further on that road and gotten home, could I? There's no way. There's no way I had to turn around. 
And I'll tell you, I, I've only been angry in my life a few times more than when I had to admit to myself that I had made this dumb mistake and I had gone south for two hours and I needed to turn around and go north. But listen, it doesn't matter how angry I was about it or how the reality of life made me feel in that moment. I had to turn around or I wasn't getting home. Repentance is like that. Repentance is like that. Sometimes we don't know that we're going the wrong direction and we don't know that our lives are headed down this path and we don't see the signs. We're not paying attention. We're just going full force. And then somewhere along the way, an invitation like the one that God gives us today shows us that maybe we've been traveling in the wrong direction. And it's frustrating to see that. It hurts sometimes to see that. It makes us angry sometimes to see that. It doesn't change the fact that the only way back home is to turn around and go the right way. Repentance is like that. That's the invitation that the people in Judea and Jerusalem were flocking to receive. Enter the desert. Take a look at what you see there. Understand the reality of what it is and where you've been going the wrong direction. And your new start, your strongest start, is when God says, yeah, you see all that? Now look at me and come here. And the Spirit of God gives us power and the grace of Jesus Christ makes it possible for us to turn away from all of that walk headlong into the arms of God, turning our back to all of the things that we know about our life as we've lived it, and saying, God, make me new. Make me new. It's a different kind of strong start than we might expect. Sometimes the best start is to see who we really are and to give it over to God and turn towards Him in repentance. Enter the desert. It might be hard, but you're going to find God there. And hear God's call to repent. It might be hard, but every step you take once you do is a step homeward into the arms of God, into who God always wanted you to be, to who you can be through God's power. I don't know what your desert is. I don't know how long you've been running from it or if you've been hiding from it yourself or or trying to hide it from other people. I don't know what it is. I wonder what it'd be like if you stopped running, though. I don't know what it is. I don't know for you what particularly might be going on, but I do know one thing that each and every one of us will find is that we enter those dry places in our lives. We allow ourselves to feel the things and to know the things and to experience the things that are real about us. In the middle of the rubble, in the middle of the wild desert stones, you're going to find God. He's there with an invitation for a new beginning and a fresh start. So start strong, my friends. Let God take you to do the hard work into the desert and into repentance. Will you pray with me? Gracious Father, for your mercy and grace that doesn't force us to cover up or to distract, but to simply be who we are. For your grace that looks on that with love anyway for the grace that gives us the power to be set free from it and become new in Christ Jesus, we thank you. Whatever our desert, God, help us to enter into it. Help us to have the courage to face it and give us the power to turn away from it.